Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. First part of Missing Page 13 by Anna Catherine Green. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Darvinia. Missing, page 13, by Anna Catherine Green. An Adventure of Violet Strange, the female counterpart of August Dupin, Sherlock Holmes, and Craig Kennedy. Undoubtedly the most unique and original detective in fiction. A witch woman, but always charming. Part 1 One more, just one more well-paying affair, and I promise to stop. Really and truly to stop. But, Puss, why one more? You have earned the amount you set for yourself, or very nearly. And though my help is not great, in three months I can add enough, no, you cannot, Arthur. You are doing well. I appreciate it. In fact, I am just delighted to have you work for me in the way you do, but you cannot, in your position, make enough in three months, or in six, to meet the situation as I see it. Enough does not satisfy me. The measure must be full, heaped up, and running over. Possible failure following promise must be provided for. Never must I feel myself called upon to do this kind of thing again. Besides, I have never got over the Zabriskie tragedy. It haunts me continually. Something new may help to put it out of my head. I feel guilty. I was responsible. No, Puss. I will not have it that you were responsible. Some such end was bound to follow a complication like that. Sooner or later he would have been driven to shoot himself but not her. No, not her. But do you think she would have given those few minutes of perfect understanding with her blind husband for a few years more of miserable life? Violet made no answer. She was too absorbed in her surprise. Was this Arthur? Had a few weeks' work and a close connection with the really serious things of life made this change in him? Her face beamed at the thought, which seeing, but not understanding what underlay this evidence of joy, he bent and kissed her, saying, with some of his old nonchalance, Forget it, Violet. Only don't let anyone or anything lead you to interest yourself in another affair of the kind. If you do, I shall have to consult a certain friend of yours as to the best way of stopping this folly. I mention no names. Oh, you need not look so frightened. Only behave. That's all. 
he's right, she acknowledged to herself as he sauntered away. Altogether right. Yet because she wanted the extra money, the scene invited alarm. That is, for so young a girl as Violet, surveying it from an automobile some time after the stroke of midnight. An unknown house at the end of a heavily shaded walk, in the open doorway of which could be seen the silhouette of a woman's form leaning eagerly forward with arms outstretched in an appeal for help. It vanished while she looked, but the effect remained, holding her to her seat for one startled moment. This seemed strange, for she had anticipated adventure. One is not summoned from a private ball to ride a dozen miles into the country on an errand of investigation without some expectation of encountering the mysterious and the tragic. But Violet Strange, for all her many experiences, was of a most susceptible nature, and for the instant in which that door stood open, with only the memory of that expectant figure to disturb the faintly lit vista of the hall beyond, she felt that grip upon the throat which comes from an indefinable fear which no words can explain and no plummet sound but this soon passed with the setting of her foot to ground conditions changed and her emotions took on a more normal character the figure of a man now stood in the place held by the vanished woman and it was not only that of one she knew but that of one whom she trusted a friend whose very presence gave her courage. With this recognition came a better understanding of the situation, and it was with a beaming eye and unclouded features that she tripped up the walk to meet the expectant figure and outstretched hand of Roger Upjohn. "'You here!' she exclaimed, amid smiles and blushes, as he drew her into the hall. He at once launched forth into explanations mingled with apologies for the presumption he had shown in putting her to this inconvenience. There was trouble in the house, great trouble. Something had occurred for which an explanation must be found before morning, or the happiness and honour of more than one person now under this unhappy roof would be wrecked. He knew it was late, that she had been obliged to take a long and dreary ride alone but her success with the problem which had once come near wrecking his own life had emboldened him to telephone to the office and but you are in ball dress he cried in amazement did you think i came from a ball word reached me between the dances i did not go home i had been bidden to hurry he looked his appreciation but when he spoke it was to say this is the situation miss digby the lady who is to be married tomorrow. Who hopes to be married tomorrow? How hopes? Who will be married tomorrow if a certain article lost in this house tonight can be found before any of the persons who have been dining here leave for their homes? Violet uttered an exclamation. Then, Mr. Cornell, she began. Mr. Cornell has our utmost confidence, Roger hastened to interpose, but the article missing is one which he might reasonably desire to possess, and which he alone, of all present, had the opportunity of securing. You can therefore see why he, with his pride, the pride of a man not rich, engaged to marry a woman who is, should declare that unless his innocence is established before daybreak, 
the doors of St. Bartholomew will remain shut tomorrow. But the article lost. What is it? Miss Digby will give you the particulars. She is waiting to receive you, he added, with a gesture towards a half-open door at their right. Violet glanced that way, then cast her looks up and down the hall in which they stood. Do you know that you've not told me in whose house I am? Not hers, I know. She lives in the city. And you are twelve miles from Harlem. Miss Strange, you are in the Van Brooklyn mansion. Famous enough, you will acknowledge. Have you never been here before? I have been by here, but I recognize nothing in the dark. What an exciting place for an investigation. And Mr. Van Brooklyn, have you never met him? Once, when a child, he frightened me then. And may frighten you now, though I doubt it. Time has mellowed him. Besides, I have prepared him for what might otherwise occasion him some astonishment. Naturally, he would not look for just the sort of lady investigator I am about to introduce to him. She smiled. Violet Strange was a very charming young woman, as well as a keen prober of odd mysteries. The meeting between herself and Miss Digby was a sympathetic one. After the first inevitable shock which the latter felt at sight of the beauty and fashionable appearance of the mysterious little being who was to solve her difficulties, her glance, which under other circumstances might have lingered unduly upon the piquant features and exquisite dressing of the fairy-like figure before her, passed at once to Violet's eyes, in whose steady depths beamed an intelligence quite at odds with the coquettish dimples which so often misled the casual observer in his estimation of a character singularly subtle and well-poised. As for the impression she herself made upon Violet, it was the same she made upon everyone. No one could look long at Florence Digby and not recognize the loftiness of her spirit and the generous nature of her impulses. In person she was tall, and as she leaned to take Violet's hand, 